0: Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, you must need be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor owe no man anything but to love one another for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law for this thou shalt not commit adultery thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal thou shalt not bear false witness thou shalt not covet and if there be any other commandment it is briefly comprehended in this saying namely thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself love worketh no ill to his neighbor therefore love is the fulfilling of the law and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof that was Romans Chapter 13, and you are listening to The Friddle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can email us at radio at experienceliberty.com or call us at 7026474522. And, of course, if you're on Twitter, you can find me there. I am at The Friddle. So last week we celebrated the 4th of July holiday and if you were tuning in you know that it was our celebrate uh, American heroes our I love America week. We didn't really talk a lot about the news or really at all about the news. We didn't go over a lot of headlines. We didn't do a lot of what we usually do on the show. So this week I want to I want to get back to some things that we missed last week. I want to talk about the violence that is rocking our nation. As I'm sure all of you know, in the last, um, what is it now, 10 or so days, we had two black men killed by white police officers, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. Those deaths were then, of course, followed by the shooting of 12 police officers in Dallas, five of whom have died, and some of them died in just an absolutely horrific execution-style fashion. But, you know, let's let's start with the shootings of Sterling and Castile, okay? So, these shootings were horrific. Um and we have video of them, and we're still waiting for all the evidence to come in. And I know a lot of people say, well, we have the videos, we can watch what's happening. Yeah, but on the one video, all we're getting is after it's already occurred. The other video, we don't know what's being said. We know that he has a gun. We don't know where it is. We don't know what he's telling the police. But, that said, if the videos, as presented, tell the whole story, then it appears that these shootings were unnecessary. But to compare these two shootings to the shootings of Michael Brown or or the death of Freddie Gray and Trayvon Martin is just wrong. To say that the police have a race problem and that this is an epidemic is wrong. In those previous instances, and in most instances, where someone is shot by the police, it's because they are resisting arrest or they are causing potential harm to police officers. Now, in in these two recent cases, that may not be the case. It doesn't appear that perhaps it was the case in at least one of these, but to say that all police, therefore, are out to get black men is wrong. Just as to say that all black men are out to get police is wrong. And why is it that we're so willing as a culture to embrace one side of that argument but pretend the other is incorrect? And I say that from both perspectives. Whoever side you're on oftentimes will, will, will take that side but we reject the other truth. We only want our side of the truth. We don't want the whole truth. But in addition to that, I've seen a lot on social media where I just don't see the outrage over the shooting of the police officers. And again, I'm focusing on that right now because in the other two cases we don't have all the evidence, we don't know all the facts. You may not like that, you think it's not fair of me to say that, But I think it is wisdom to wait and see. And my question is, why is it that when a cop shoots a black suspect, it's automatically racism? But when a suspect shoots cops and says he's doing it because he wants to kill white people, the problem is guns. How is the latter form also not viewed as racism? I mean, why is it that one side tells the other side to stop saying that all lives matter because they've never feared for their life at a traffic stop, and so they're missing the point. When I hear that, I have to ask the question, have you ever actually talked with a police officer? You know, when they pull you over, they have no idea what they're coming up to as they approach your car. So that narrative needs to stop. Yes, other people have feared for their lives at traffic stops. Cops do for their lives on traffic stops on a daily basis. They don't know what they're approaching. And all lives do matter. Our declaration as we talked about extensively last week says that God created all men equally. That he's endowed all men with certain unalienable rights. Not some men. Not men that serve in one capacity or another capacity as a matter of employment. Not some men based on their skin color. No. All men. Another thing I've seen a lot that I'm getting tired of reading. I'm tired of seeing, that could have been my brother. You don't understand because your skin is the wrong color. I'm sorry, but what about the police officers' families? Those officers... That could have been, you don't know whose brother that is, that's somebody's brother too. That's somebody's dad too. How are their lives less valuable simply because of the uniform that they put on in the morning, or in the evening, or whatever time their shift begins? I mean, who is it that determines which life is more important than another if we reject the fact that God created all men equally? Yes, there are some bad cops. And yes, there are some bad black men. You cannot say that one is true and the other is not. We can't pretend that all cops are racist and out to get all black men. We can't pretend that all black men are thugs out to get cops. We cannot do one or the other. We have to recognize instead that evil is real and alive, and it doesn't matter what color your skin is or what your profession is, you are born in sin and predisposed to do wrong. That's the bottom line here. And I know I'm, I'm venting a little bit here, but it's just been boiling up and I couldn't address it last week because that wasn't the focus of our shows last week. We did a little bit on Friday, but I just I couldn't get to it. And now I want to because we need to. And you know what else we need to do? We need to look at some actual numbers. We need to look at actual facts. The mob mentality is easy to get into, regardless of which side of this issue you fall on. But we need to step it back from that for a second and just look at some actual numbers, alright? I'm going to give you actual, factual numbers. You can go to the Washington Post, has a whole calculator. You can go into the Washington Post and you can look at their calculator and you can see how many people have died. As a result of I- an incident with the police this year in America, you could see h- what race they were, what gender they were, what age they were, in what manner they were killed, if it was with a gun or, or some other uh, weapon. And here is the actual numbers, okay? 272 people have been shot and killed by police this year. 272 total. Seventy-one black men have been shot and killed by police officers this year in America. Seventy-one. Do you know how many white men have been shot and killed by police officers this year in America? One hundred twenty-two. And I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing stories about the one hundred twenty-two white people shot by cops. I don't remember protests over their deaths. And maybe they happened and I missed them, but I don't believe that's the case. And you could say, well, all of those were resisting and none of the black men were. But the bottom line is, quite frankly, it's very hard to factually present a narrative, a false, completely incorrect narrative, that cops as a whole are racist if you actually look at the numbers. Now, again, the incidents that happened prior to the Dallas shooting seem senseless based solely on the videos. And again, I think we are unwise to rush rush to judgment. We need to know everything that happened there. But you know what? If those cops were simply bad cops, and they just, for whatever reason, responded incorrectly, even if they were fearing for their lives, if if they had no probable reasoning, no need to fear for their lives, then yes, they should serve time in jail. ...if these killings were not justified. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But to respond to that by saying, see, once again, cops are racist. America has a race problem. This is a problem. And then to to, to say that somehow we'll make things better by going out and shooting cops. That, That doesn't solve anything. That just makes it worse. And if you have a problem with these men getting shot by cops, but you don't have a problem with the cops being shot in Dallas, then you better take a real good look at your own heart because it could just be that you are part of the problem. Because, again, we cannot say that all cops are evil or racist because of the actions of a few. We cannot say that all white people are evil or racist because of the actions of a few. We cannot say that all black people are evil and racist because of the actions of a few. We have to stop with the broad stroke generalizations and dividing of America. And you may have seen this. uh, This is from Stephen Hildreth Jr. He's an author. You can uh, get his books. Some of them are on Kindle for like three bucks. You can go get them. But he posted this actually last year, and it went viral after the events of the past few weeks. He said, so I'm driving to my office to turn in my weekly paperwork. A headlight is out. I see a Tucson Police Department squad vehicle turn around and follow me. I'm already preparing for the stop. The lights go on and I pull over. The officer asks me how I'm doing and then asks if I have any weapons. Yes, sir, I said. I'm a concealed carry permit holder and my weapon is located on my right hip. My wallet is in my back right pocket. The officer explains for his safety and mine, he needs to disarm me for the stop. I understand and I unlock the vehicle. I explained that I'm running a 7TS ALS holster, but from the angle, the second officer can't unholster it. The lead officer asked me to step out of the car, and I did so slowly. The officer relieved me of my Glock and complimented the X300U that I was running on it. He also saw my military ID, and I told him I'm with the National Guard. The lead officer pointed out my registration card is out of date, but he knows my registration is up to date. He goes back to run my license. I know he's got me on at least two infractions, and I'm thinking... Of what's going to what the bill is going to be, the officers returned with my glock and an evidence uh, back locked and cleared because you were cool with us and didn't give us grief, I'm just going to leave it out of a verbal warning. Get that headlight fixed as soon as possible. I smiled, thank you, sir. I was a black man wearing a hoodie and strapped Ocur- according to certain social movements. I shouldn't be alive right now because the police are allegedly out to kill minorities, but maybe just maybe that notion is bunk maybe if you treat police officers with respect they will do the same to you police officers are people too by far and large most are good people and they're not out to get you i'd like to thank those two officers and the tucson police department in general for another professional contact we talk so much about the bad apples who shouldn't be wearing a badge i'd like to spread the word about an example of men who earn their badges and exemplify what that badge stands for and he ended the post with the hashtag Blue Lives Matter and AllLivesMatter. And he's exactly right. And it's very well said. Today's programming is brought to you by Krispy Kreme Donuts Fundraising Opportunities. Krispy Kreme fundraisers are available year-round and can take place over one to two days or one to two weeks. If your educational, religious, community, or charitable cause is looking for a fun way to meet your financial goals, Krispy Kreme can help. Krispy Kreme provides free fundraising materials for your use. And you can visit com slash fundraising or your local Krispy Kreme to learn more. Our thanks to Krispy Kreme for their support of KVXL programming. When we come back, I'm going to wrap up my thoughts on this incident. Uh, then we'll talk uh, about some other things that are happening in the news, address some other headlines. But I'm, I'm not quite done with what I want to say regarding the... The, the, the shootings and the horrific incident in Dallas as well. So we're going to return to that when we get back. Remember, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Frittle Show. Bam, you're there. You can look at uh, past episodes of the show and hope you will do that. And if you have iTunes, go give us a nice rating. We would appreciate that. And we'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. And welcome back. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. This is The Frittle Show, and what you just heard was Your Grace Still Amazes Me from Phillips, Craig, and Dean, followed by Lamplighter Moments with Mark Hamby. We air Lamplighter Theater, which is kind of like Adventures in Odyssey, uh, but it's, it's stories specifically rather than uh, a continual uh, drama with different characters. They go from story to story. It's a really a, a great program. We air that on Saturdays at noon. It's part of our kids' programming. encourage you to check it out if you have not already. And we are continuing with our discussion regarding uh, the, the, the horrible occurrences of the past uh, few, I don't know, 10 days or so, just with the Dallas shooting and with the... Uh, with the shooting of the the black men that we've seen happen, and now, you know, then we had over the weekend, we had attacks on police officers in St. Paul. We had gunfire at San Antonio. We had uh, people throwing rocks and rebar and fireworks and Molotov cocktails. We had over 200 people arrested in Baton Rouge, and we have all these different things going on. Everybody, you, you look around, and it just seems like things are going crazy. And we talked a little bit about um about this in the beginning but we can't say I'm just going to say it again we cannot say that all cops are evil because of the actions of a few we cannot say that all black people want to kill cops because of the actions of a few we cannot say that all white people are racist because of the actions of a few we have to stop with these generalizations we have to be willing to look at the facts and a w- in the last segment today we're going to talk about how we respond to all of this but before we get there I just want to mention this. What is outrageous to me... Well, there are a lot of uh, many things, and I I went over many of them in the first segment, but one of the things that is outrageous to me is that following the Dallas attacks on those police officers, we had reports that Loretta Lynch was looking to prosecute cops for hate crimes. Prosecute cops for the hate crimes in the shootings of Sterling and Castile. But she never once mentioned the Dallas shooting being a hate crime. And quite frankly, we don't currently know if either killing of Sterling or Castile was racially, racially driven. I understand that everyone has an opinion, but factually we don't know at this point when I'm at the time of me talking, we don't know. Now that said, in the Dallas shooting, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the shooting of 12 police o- police officers, which left five dead, was racially motivated. The shooter specifically said that he wanted to kill white people. That is race-driven, completely. But there was no mention there. There is no mention from the Obama administration of how... We say there's a race issue on this side, but we refuse to address what could be a race issue on the other side because the narrative isn't politically correct. We've got to move past this ridiculous obsession with political correctness if we ever hope to make any changes in our culture moving forward. And you know, the Dallas police chief is black. And his statement following the Dallas shooting just broke my heart. And this, this is from the Daily Mail. Um, I'm just going to read you part of what the police chief in Dallas said. In an emotional statement, before going into detail about the shooting, Brown said that the mass shooting had left his department hurting. Our profession is hurting. Dallas officers are hurting. We are heartbroken. There are no words to describe the atrocity that occurred to our city. All I know is that this must stop, this divisiveness between our police and our city. He also drew attention to the many witness videos that showed brave police officers running towards the shooting, thinking not of themselves, but of the safety of the crowds at large. The police chief went on to say that he and many of his officers don't feel much support from the public on most days. Let's not make today most days. Please, we need your support to be able to protect you. For men like these who carried out this tragic event, pray for these families. And that, that literally breaks my heart to read that. As the police chief of Dallas. One of the great American cities. This, a black man who is head of the police department, who's standing up and saying, not sometimes do we not feel support, but most of the time he and his officers don't feel support from their community. That's tragic. Our public servants deserve our thanks and our respect. And I read Romans 13 at the beginning of the show to open it, but I, I want to read the, the few verses again for you. It says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So what is that saying? I think it's saying several things. But one of the things I think it's saying is that if you're afraid of authority, maybe the reason you're afraid is because, well, you have reason to be afraid. I mean, if I'm five years old and I take a cookie, and I know that the rule is I'm not allowed to take a cookie... Suddenly, mom and dad don't really look like friends anymore. Now they look like enemies. I don't want to be around them because if they find out what I did, I'm going to be in trouble. Now, you can take that same general principle and apply that as an adult to your interactions with your boss or with the police. And it doesn't even have to be like you're a master thief or a murderer or something. I mean, what do you do every time you see a cop car on the side of the road? Be honest right now. You hit the brakes. You know you do. You slow down like it is nobody's business. Why? Because five miles an hour over the speed limit is okay is not what any sign along the side of the road says. No, it says speed limit 35. It doesn't say... You can try 40 and maybe you won't get pulled over. It doesn't say 45. It doesn't say 50. It says 35. Okay? So why do you hit your brakes? Why? I mean, you know... It's because you're speeding, and you know it, and you know that it's wrong, and you deserve the ticket they're about to give you if you speed past the police officer like that. What if you're actually driving the speed limit? Then you don't hit the brakes. Because you're not doing anything wrong, and they have no reason to pull you over unless you are. Or if you have a a taillight out, or you're driving without a license plate. You know, I've been pulled over, but I've never been pulled over because there wasn't a reason to pull me over. And it's a biblical concept. If you do that which is evil, be afraid. If you're doing something wrong, be afraid. And you've probably been there. You know you've done it. You're driving down the road with... You just bought a car and you've got a temporary plate in the window and you don't know if it's visible enough and you worry about if you're going to get pulled over because the temporary plate doesn't look like it's visible even though you know you have it but you think you're doing something wrong and so you're nervous and everything but... If you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. What you should be is grateful. What we need to be is grateful for our law enforcement personnel. Not to mention our military men and women. I mean, these men and women are literally putting their lives on the line every day to protect you and your family and your community. And the officers that were killed in Dallas were out that night to protect a group of people who were marching in protest of the police. Think about that. They were out there protecting the very same people who were protesting them. And they died in the process. That is public service. That deserves our respect. Please, please teach your children to thank and respect those who serve us. If you see a service member or a police officer at a restaurant in the airport or wherever else, go up to them and say thank you. Because that is the very, very least that we can do. Now, I know there's a lot of other things happening in the world, a lot of other headlines that we could talk about, but I think that we just needed to focus on this issue for today. And we're we're going to take a break here in just a few seconds, but when we get back, we're going to talk about where we go from here. Maybe we'll throw in one headline, just because I said we would talk about some other news. So we'll, we'll throw in a headline. But what I really want to s- talk about in our final segment is what do we do? What is our job? In light of everything that's going on, what do we do moving forward? And so we're going to talk about that when we get back. I know there's a lot of other things going on. Uh, Later this week, we will address them. I specifically, probably on Wednesday's show, we're going to talk about um, uh, a man, a general named Flynn, who's being vetted by Trump to be his VP. Uh, I think there are a lot of things we need to be concerned about there and things that you should know. Um, and so we're going to address that we're going to address some other things there's a lot going on uh, with Hillary and with the FBI and I, I know all these things are happening and I, you may be waiting and hoping that I'll talk about something other than the shooting but I think that that is where we needed to focus today but uh, towards the middle of the week we'll get into these other issues as well so hopefully you'll stay tuned for that don't forget you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes just search The Frittle Show and uh, you can look up past episodes of the show there so we're going to go to a break now. We're going to play There is Healing in His Hands from the Collinsworth family. Seems fitting for our, for our topic today and then later we'll end the show with The Hand That Holds the Storm from Veritas because I, I think that those, these two songs are just a good um, speak to what, we're, what we've been talking about today. So we're going to go with um, There is Healing in His Hands and then we'll be back in just a minute to talk about where we go from here. Don't go away. And welcome back. We are wrapping things up here on today's edition of The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM in Las Vegas. We're streaming online at kvxl101.com. Our pastor just started a new series yesterday. It's pretty great. It's called Defeating Chaos. It is a playoff of the old Get Smart series. We'd love to have you join us if you are in Las Vegas. 9.30 and 11.15 are our Sunday morning services, or you can always stream those online. Just check out our church website at experienceliberty.com and you can live stream our services there. All right, so we actually only have time for one headline today. I know I was saying we'd get to some, but uh, other... Well, I thought it was more important to focus on the things that we talked about earlier uh, with the the police and the violence and everything that's going on. But I do want to mention this quick before we wrap up. Fox News is saying that the Democratic National committee the Democrats are embracing Bernie Sanders plan for a $15 minimum wage they're putting it officially into their platform sounds good sounds great But it just doesn't work. This is from The Blaze. Fast food workers demanding $15 minimum wage may soon have a much bigger problem. A lasting criticism of the Fight for 15 movement to raise the federal minimum wage has been that such a radical jump could lead to a severe economic Upset by creating widespread unemployment. A former McDonald's CEO warned that if the movement is successful in getting the minimum wage raised from $7.25 an hour to $15 an hour, robots and machines will gradually take over staff jobs because they'll be cheaper than hiring humans. Ed Renzi said that investing in expensive high-tech robots is actually cheaper for fast food businesses like McDonald's that employ minimum wage workers. I was at the National Restaurant Show earlier this year, and if you look at the robotic devices that are coming into the restaurant industry, it's cheaper to buy a $35,000 robotic arm than it is to hire an employee who's inefficient, making $15 an hour and bagging French fries, Renzi told Fox Business Network's Maria Bartimono on Mornings with Maria. It's nonsense, and it's very destructive, and it's inflationary, and it's going to cause a job loss across this country like you're not going to believe. Linda Grattan, professor of management practice at London Business School, and futurologist David A. Smith recently conducted a study into the future of human employment, concluding that humans are becoming increasingly replaceable because robots are often better at performing certain tasks. Studies have suggested that a third of the jobs in Europe will be replaced by technology over the next two decades. California Governor Jerry Brown and other advocates of increasing the minimum wage by more than 100% have admitted that the pay increase might not make sense economically when it comes to helping workers, calling into question the sincerity of the Fight for 15 movement. Economically, minimum wages may not make sense, Brown told the Sacramento Bee last month before signing a $15 minimum wage into law for his state, following New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. But, Brown added... It's not just an economic equation. Morally and socially and politically, minimum wages make sense because it binds the communities together and makes sure that parents can take care of their kids in a much more satisfactory way. But for Renzi, a flourishing economy demands common-sense solutions from all industries. It's not just going to be the fast food business, he told Bartonomo. Renzi explained that if companies can't get employees to work for a reasonable wage, they will turn to machines to do the work. It's just common sense. It's going to happen whether you like it or not, and the more you push this, the faster it's going to happen. Not to mention that, but quite frankly, if, you, if you're pushing for a $15 minimum wage and then restaurants and cities like what's happening in Seattle, if you keep that, what's going to happen is the dollar menu is going to disappear. Okay, So parents taking care of their kids in a more satisfactory way, that's not going to happen. Because the goods and services that you're getting inexpensively now, that is all going to go up in order to pay that wage. So there are many ramifications and many different angles to this. I, I think it's a shame that the DNC has opted to make this an official part of their platform. I think it's something that individual states and cities and citizens are better equipped to deal with on their own than with government interference. But, you know, just my two cents there. Alright, so to wrap things up today, I have a question. Based on everything that's happening in our world today, based on the things that we talked about in the first two segments today, what do we do? What is our job? What is our responsibility? Matthew five, thirteen through sixteen says you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. When we see the evil, when our world is engulfed in darkness and people can't see right from wrong, when all looks beyond hope and no one can see a light, we can curse the darkness... Or we can light a candle. And the candle shines brightest in the darkest night. And now is the time for us to shine. Our country doesn't need another protest. It doesn't need less guns or more guns. It doesn't need a higher living wage or the perfect politician. Which, by the way, there aren't any. What this world needs is to see Jesus. Does the world see Jesus in you? Do people see what you do? what you post, how you respond, and wonder why you are different. Do they want what you have? Simply put, is your light under a bushel, or does the world see Jesus in you? Is God glorified by your life? And if you're listening to the show today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you hear me talking about shining your light, but you're not sure what people seeing Jesus in you or that kind of thing means, I'd like to tell you, See, the Bible says that we are all sinners and that we have all done things that we shouldn't do. We've all done wrong. And anything that's wrong is is sin. And God is holy and righteous. And one day when we die, the Bible says all of us, when we die, we're going to stand before God to be judged. And because of the wrong things that we've done, because of that sin in our life, we will be separated from God for eternity. And separation from God means eternity in hell. We can't get to heaven because of the sin in our lives, but God doesn't want you to be separated from him. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell because God loves you. And that is the best news on earth, that God loves you and me. God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. He became God in human flesh. Jesus is God, and he came to earth to die on the cross in your place to pay for your sins. And three days after he died, Jesus rose from the dead. He was seen by over 500 eyewitnesses at one time, And after he rose, Jesus went back to heaven where he now reigns as the one true God and he's just waiting for you to call upon him and you can know that you're going to heaven because of what Jesus did. The Bible says it's not by works of righteousness that we get to heaven but because of Jesus' death, uh, burial and resurrection, his payment for our sins on the cross. And all we have to do is call upon him, admit that we're sinners and ask him for eternal life. Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13 said, If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you've never asked Jesus to save you, I want to encourage you to do that today. And you can do that by praying this simple prayer to Jesus. You can say, Lord Jesus... I know that I am a sinner and I know that you are God. I know that because of my sin, I deserve to go to hell. But you died to pay for my sin. I believe that you died, that you were buried and rose from the dead and proving that you are God. And right now, in the best way I know how, I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to save me Forgive me of my sin and take me to heaven when I die. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Help me now to live for you. Amen. And if you just called upon Jesus by praying this prayer for the first time, you've become a child of God today and you are on your way to heaven. We'd love to hear about your decision and help you in any way you can, we can. You can call us here at 702 647 We'd love to talk with you. Or you can email radio at experienceliberty.com. Or, of course, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at The Frittle. This has been The Friddle Show on KVXL, Experience Liberty Radio, 101.1 FM in Las Vegas. Coming up next is Dr. David Tice with Living in Liberty hope you'll stay tuned for that. You can join us back here again tomorrow. You can stream us at kvxl101.com. We're on at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. on 101.1 FM. Or, again, you can find us on, we're now on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can just search The Fertile Show. There are a, a bunch of past episodes there. Uh, this show will be up there soon. And I uh, would love if you would follow us there, like us there, whatever it is that you do on SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe, that's the word. You need to subscribe. ...on iTunes and download that SoundCloud app if you're an Android user. I'm not sure why you would be. I just ordered a pizza. I'm going to go enjoy it because I love the pizza. Actually, I'm not going to go enjoy it right now because it was a plan-ahead order. It's it's for dinner. But since I just ordered it like while you all were listening to music... ...I'm pretty excited about the pizza that I'm going to eat for dinner when it's you know dinner time. Anyway, hope whatever you're having for dinner is fantastic too... And we will see you back here tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, everyone.